0: chronically through zoom so um with that i guess we can call uh Mr.
1: regan fulton there you are
0: all right commissioner karen culligan karen are you there hold on hold on i gotta make you a co-host there you go
2: I see Kieran. He, he seems to be unmuted, but I can't
0: hear you, Kieran. How about now, Kieran? Can you hear us?
2: Okay. Well, we'll, we'll come back to you, okay?
0: There, there we go. go. Uh, Jessica Penrod, are you here this evening? I don't see you on my screen. Well, I think while we I see Kieran here on the screen, he is a co-host. I'm not sure why we cannot hear him or see him at this point
2: ah there he is there he is okay we got we'll we'll take
0: that as a yes way to go bud (laughs) sign language (laughs) all right uh warren wells are you here this evening from mcbc i am indeed
3: hi warren good to hear from you yep you too just doing some work around the kitchen so i have the, the video off
0: oh that means food okay let's keep going all right that was item one so uh chairman Willer, if there's, let's make sure sure I look at the agenda correctly, give me a sec. There we go, okay. So if that's okay with you, we're on to item two. Yeah, do it. Which is public comment on items not on the agenda. So I have a little statement I usually read and uh, I'll just read through this at this point. Members of the public may comment on items not on the agenda during the public comment period. Video or audio public comment participation is limited to three minutes per speaker. If you would like to make a comment, please raise your hand in the Zoom application and you will be called upon when it is your time to speak. To raise your hand from a phone, press start. Each speaker will be notified when they have approximately one minute left to speak. All calls will be muted. The time has expired. Please state your name for the record before beginning your comments. Are there any members of the public who would like to make a comment?
2: I see Matthew Hartzell, and uh, thank you, Matt. If uh, thank you have your video, Matt. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Hi, everybody. My name is Matthew Hartzell. I just want to introduce myself. I'm I'm a planner
1: with the Transportation Alternatives for Marin. We're a nonprofit, transport trans, trans um, active mobility advocacy group based in Mill Valley, and we've been involved in pedestrian and bicycle projects across the county of Marin
2: for the last 25 years and we are taking an active interest in what's
4: happening in Sausalito and Marin City. So um, thank you for the invitation to, to sit in on your meeting today and we're we'll really be interested to hear what's going on and see if there's any way we can be of use and help in the as as we go forward. Thank you.
2: Thanks, Matt, for <clears throat> introducing yourself and, and we uh we met the other day, um, he had uh, heard about some, some of the stuff that we had done, uh, uh, actually proposed the, the tunnel actually from Marin City um, for the uh, social justice. And so that was the uh, uh, beginning of our conversation. And he joined us on a um, Safe Rouse to School walk the other day and uh, had some great things to say about um, some potential improvements along the way. So really glad to have you join. Thanks, Matt. Um, David Suto.
3: So i'm going to use my power to remember the public to uh uh, you know the condition northbound condition of, of bridgeway along the
2: waterfront section has been pretty getting worse but i also noticed that along caledonia street now um the pavement's kind of eroding and it's getting rough in the kind of the bike zone which forces uh bikes to either be on a really rough road or in the door
5: zone or out in the area where cars try to pass them
2: um, so it's it's kind of making a dangerous condition right now along you know that section of bridgeway along caledonia street mm-hmm. um, and it,
3: it makes me concerned thanks
2: thank you david okay. um, i don't see any other hands there's a few few more people uh that that have joined us that i'll just mention now um we'll hopefully be able to hear from them wendy callens uh, with the safe routes to school task force has joined us here cooper miley with the safe routes to school um cooper i forgot what your title um but i believe it's uh uh
3: uh helping uh implement um I'll, I'll i'll chime in i'm the hey. volunteer coordinator for our encouragement activities yeah. which are things we do periodically through the school year like um uh, the the one coming up would be international walk and roll school day october 6th so i had to get a plug in um and then the rest of it is uh, doing uh, educational events at schools, so teaching kids the rules of the road very cool yeah thanks. yeah thanks okay. sure and, so, yeah. Uh,
0: Mr. Chairman, before we uh, move away from public comment, I don't really see this one on the agenda, but I think it's important that we bring it up. Yeah. It has to do with backfilling the vacant positions on the committee itself. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do have a vacant commissioner uh, position and we have a vacant alternative position. Yes, absolutely. Just to reach out to the group, uh, if you have anybody who might be interested in this, local resident or, please let us know so that we can backfill that position sooner rather than later.
2: Thank you for bringing that up. Um, Kevin, I, I had it on the list and I, I reduced it <laughs> to get our agenda smaller, but that's perfect. Regan, I wanted to mention, I've been recruiting Sven Kolderman to, to, to as, a, as a potential. It'd be great if you reached out to him. And uh, I think he would, he would, he would uh, add a lot of value to our team. Um, thank you, Kevin. And then... Yep. Also, just want to identify Michelle Cunningham who's joined us today. She's uh, joined us in the past for lives on Nevada street and uh, as well. So I, I sent her the agenda uh, as well. So I just wanted to mention that maybe we'll hear from her uh, later on when we're talking about the Nevada street. So, and then everybody, Kevin Carroll, of course, has uh, joined us every meet. Thank you, Kevin, for joining us. And I see Jessica. Jessica has arrived. Very good. Hey, Jessica okay so maybe i think we're
0: moving on to item three mr chairman we are um, at the approval of minutes at this point
2: yeah cool anybody want to
5: approve make forward. a
0: motion to approve the minutes
5: i move to approve the minutes
2: okay
0: i, he- I heard a second okay
2: oh. <laughs> chairman roller yeah Here. yeah yes
0: okay uh commissioner fulton yes Commissioner Culligan, yes, I know yes. he's there. There he is. <laughs> All right. and uh, Commissioner Penrod, yes. Okay, uh, the minutes passed. That's wonderful. So
2: consider that. Consider her. Yes, a. I'm here as well. <laughs>
0: wonderful. So
2: I believe we're moving on to
0: item four, which is which are your discussion items this evening. So, Mr. Chairman, I think maybe we'll have you lead us through those discussion items at this point
2: yeah definitely um you know there I don't have a lot of formal um presentation or anything there's definitely some various documents and and uh etc cetera, etc cetera, to to talk about but you'll see that there's a a very uh specific theme back to school this is the back to school feedback and that's because uh it's not just that it's August and we're coming back to school um it's also that it's well back to school and and COVID is um, you know uh, it's a little more clear that the schools are going to remain open uh, than than they had in the past and so that's uh, also it and then also we're dealing uh, with the unification of our school district and so it's a lot going on and there's a lot of changes and I wanted to uh, to to bring this uh, to the attention of um, the committee and then we can discuss uh, some of the some of the issues that that will you know be coming about Um, I'll try and follow the order because I think I made sense Um, you know so first thing the updates about the Sausalito Marin City School District Um, I'd asked uh, Dr. Garcia to to join us today but there's some confusion about uh, which day so I'm not sure if he'll be able to join Um, but the um, the uh, They've been, uh, first of all, there's the, the, the you know, the Willow Creek Academy uh, is, uh, is uh, been, uh, I think uh, officially ended, I believe is the, 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 the way that goes. And now on the Nevada street campus is going to be a K through five elementary school. And then on the, uh, in Marin city will be the, um, 6 through 8 middle school and uh, and that's on the Phillips Drive campus and of course in this committee the um, Nevada Street is within the scope of our uh, of our committee and uh, the connection on Bridgeway up to about the US 101 gate 6 uh, intersection would also then apply to all of the Sausalito students that would be um, commuting to the middle school and so Um, Just wanted to to give that update. Uh, School starts August 23rd, which is a week from today, and and there's been a lot of discussion and changes uh, uh, in regards from the uh, transportation working group, which um, a few uh, of the people on the call today have been actually uh, joining that as well. And so that's really the uh, that's the update there uh, I don't know Regan do you have any anything to add as far in regards to the uh, to the I guess the, the it's also City School District updates
5: well I guess I would just point out for clarity that there the schools don't have names yet at least <laughs> they have been revealed so yep. uh, it does make it important that we distinguish them in some other way so we could say Nevada street campus and phillips. phillips
2: drive campus Yep, yeah, that and that's that seems to be the uh, the convention that's been accepted in the transportation working group i've uh, also been just saying one's elementary school and one's middle school um and so that may also be um okay to discuss as well so yeah but thank you for bringing that up because yeah it can be a little bit um and that is also part of the status of of where we are which is it's not that they didn't that they forgot that they did to name it i guess it just is there's been some something blocking it from being named so or at least announced so that's true um okay um so updates from uh the transportation working group um there's been a lot of uh very uh so th- Let me explain the the difference. We've got two different items on the agenda. One of them is the Sausalito Marin City School District Transportation Working Group. Regan and I are both on that, um, on that working group. And um, again, that's just, you know, only two of us can be on there for for the Brown Brown Act uh, restrictions. And um, that is the scope of, as it sounds, it is the Sausalito Marin City School District, the scope of of that is all the transportation in getting kids to school wherever they happen to be coming from and in whatever means they're going to be using driving bus walking bicycle um and I, i don't think there's any aerial transport plans so um and i wanted to mention that because later on we're going to be talking the safe routes to school which their charter it really is very focused on the walking and biking and so some of the a lot of the things that we don't discuss as much in the safe routes uh, to school task force is things like uh, you know the drop off uh, the driving routes as much and uh, and to some extent the bus routes as well and so that's uh what we one of the things we can be focusing on now with this transportation um you know working group update um just wanted to explain that. And really, you know, and then later on, I would think that uh, when we're in the Safe routes to school discussion, we'll really look at the walking routes and maybe the the the, the, the bike train and the and the, and the and the and that kind of stuff. So, right now, uh, earlier I would sent out a uh, document that um, is highlighting a lot of the plans um, that's going on with um, the uh, specifically the Nevada Street campus, and so. I think I'll go ahead and share um, my screen on a document that I had sent out to um, the, the group earlier today. And um, let me see if I can find that. That is, you guys see my the agenda, I think, right? So, yep. Yeah. We did. Yep. Yeah, let me let me switch to the document then. I think that that'll be easier if I just share the tab specifically that it's offering. Okay. So this is a document that um, you guys, uh, you can see the uh, Sausalito Marin City Elementary. Is that correct? So um, read it, whatever. Uh, there's different um, <clears throat> different things to read. I'm just gonna skip to some of the more relevant stuff. Uh, this is you know the location, and I tried to identify. I think where everything's happening um, on, on campus. I'm not positive, <laughs> to be honest. Um, the taking the bus is uh, the first thing that I wanted to discuss um, in, in relation to getting kids to school. Um, First of all, uh, the latest uh, acknowledgement I got from uh, Dr. Garcia today is that they're still working to get a yellow school bus, okay? That would actually be driving through Sausalito and picking kids up, driving through Marin City and picking kids up and delivering kids to both schools. That's my understanding. I do not have any details on that, Um, but I wanted to mention it because uh, the yellow school bus Um, you know, would have, um, well, different implications. You know, when it stops and if it flashes its lights, cars have to stop and wait and that kind of thing, right? What also has happened, though, is um, there is, well, there's always been the 17 bus, which is useful for students to be taking, and some students, a few students, not many, but some of the younger students have actually taken that in the past and um that to uh nevada in nevada and then walking the four minutes to get to campus and that um <clears throat> that is a suitable there's uh one thing that i would mention that i feel could be improved with the 17 route well certainly the times the 8:08 times work pretty well. It gets kids to school quite early. The 8:31 um, gets kids to school pretty much like right at 8:40. The the start time is 8:40. So that's uh, a couple things that to mention. But the times being a half an hour apart, it actually is great, and then it gives two choices for for students to choose from. Um, probably the biggest disadvantage of the 17 buses is that it does not come from uh, Old Town. And so if you're to come from Old Town, you got to hop on the 30 bus, which is Golden Gate Transit and not Marin Transit. And so uh, that's that's kind of the, one of the bigger um, issues. Kevin, now that, now that you're back, I, I wanted to mention this as being one of the bigger issues we have, which is the 17 bus that just starts at the ferry and does not start from Old Town. And what that does is that it limits uh, students from Old Town to even having to walk in all the way to uh, to the ferry building to get on this bus to take it to school, and you might say, well, maybe the you know K through five shouldn't be taken it anyway or whatever, but this this also would apply to um, to Tam High, and so that would be um, really useful to get these buses extended um, into uh, beyond um, into Old Town. And, and honestly, even our second and main bus stop is great. And that's sufficient for, I think, the majority of, like, I live uh, up here on, on this side of the hill. And I think here it's fine. But I also think that there is an, there is a possibility, Kevin, I wanted to mention, that if there's a commercial parking here on 2nd Street, um, sorry, South Street, and I, it would be it would be something that if there were if we could start having a discussion about eventually getting a, a bus stop here in this section because I do think having another bus stop in this part of town would really open it up. And and I mention that because, you know, this is a there are people on the hill here and any the bus can drive up, you know, halfway on that hill. It's also there is no crosswalk, you know, anywhere um, you know, uh, after, um, after uh, whatever, whatever that street is, but when you're on 2nd Street. And so it would be great just to start, um, start adding some uh, options, especially for when the, and this would be an opportunity as well, when the commuting buses come back in, that they could uh, have the option to drop people off up here a little bit closer to their homes in the south end of town. And again, I realize that that also includes the um, the bus services, but it uh, would also include our um, city to to allow for such. Um, the other thing, uh, Kevin, I was curious at the Second and Main bus stop. In the past, I had heard that there was going to be a reworking of that bus stop to where it was going to be inset into, I guess, where the um, Valhalla in you know, whatever, the previously known as the Valhalla. Is, is there any, any uh, is that is that, uh, is that a project at all? Is that is that something you're aware of?
0: Yes, it is a project. It's up to the private property owner to install, and they are um, concerned about the price tag that goes into play because it's not just a bus stop, but they have to relocate a fire hydrant and that can be rather expensive so um i haven't been in direct contact with them but I, I do know that it's part of their approval to excuse me part of their conditions of approval to install a bus pull-up
2: okay got it so it's, it's their cost but also it's, it's a requirement for them it's not just uh, out of the goodness of their heart it was a, it was a negotiation
0: yes okay. they're balking at that right now just because of this fire hydrant issue and so i'm assuming that we will need to discuss that with them
2: obviously that would be a huge improvement for that um corridor um just in the flow of traffic just to be able to get the buses to the side but anyway thank you for that update um so yeah so in summary again from Sausalito uh side the buses would be great uh the 17 bus is is sufficient for some students Uh, they would have to walk uh on Nevada street crossing bridgeway um so if this school bus if this yellow school bus were to come then that would be probably the preferred route for most of the kids because also that yellow school bus besides it being guaranteed to be just children um it would also then bring them onto campus on willow creek um uh, uh, to the the roundabout bus moving on from the other direction there's been a new Marin transit bus uh, number 617 that was traditionally the number 115 and that makes a loop through Marin city and picks up a large number of children actually uh it has been very successful in the past to uh to to pick students up and this is specifically a school route um if you go to Marin transit slash schools this is listed there now I don't know if that means that it's a school bus it isn't a school bus it's not a yellow school bus and I don't know that it restricts anyone any adults from riding on it however it wouldn't make any sense that anybody any adult that wasn't going to go to school because it actually drives down Bridgeway goes up Nevada Street and then will drive on the campus and it's the only uh, vehicle allowed on campus that to use the roundabout and so it uh, will drive on and you can see the, the children exiting, uh, emptying out of the 117 bus in the past. And so wanted to uh, mention that because it wasn't clear that that was gonna be happening, but that is uh, is available and something that um, the, the, the school district knows about. Um, then moving down through some of the walking, which we'll talk about a little bit later, um, the uh, driving to school so uh, I've been working with David Finan, the the co-principal um, that it will be at the elementary school, and um, and uh, he's asked for me to assist. He he looked at the infrastructure, the roundabout, and was uh, you know how how <laughs> his question was how am I going to make this work? And I said car-free campus, and so he's agreed to going with the. Uh, the routing that we've done in the past and specifically that looks a lot like this, where the cars will be coming down Bridgeway and uh, um, in either direction, uh, going on to um, Nevada Street and uh, and entering all school traffic would enter in Tomales, creating a one way loop and using the school district's um, drop off. And so That's um, that's uh, I think great and uh, has worked well in the past and it's an eight forty school start so I put on here eight thirty a.m. and uh, I believe David will be using these graphics to to communicate with the parents Um, so this will be you know this is communicated it obviously isn't there's nothing signed in the area that is that is requiring this uh, there's no one-way routes or, or anything but from the school's perspective we're encouraging them to think of it as always when arri- arriving at school always enter in through the tamales or Watery, the and then drop your students off at the buchanan if there's parking that is going to be done then the thought is that they would then go in and go into the parking lot here to park rather than use the drop-off and that is still best access in the same one-way direction because if the cars were to come here they would make a right turn this is a very bad intersection here you guys can see my picture i hope and um also this left turn it adds conflict and so it's best to block um and 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 keep the cars from making a left there so that there's uh less conflict so in the cases where, and here's a picture of the, of the Buchanan drop-off. Um, in the cases where maybe the parking lot is full, and that is possible, probable, um, then they would exit the parking lot and essentially not make a U-turn, but make a left turn out of the school driveway. There would be no cars going up and down this driveway anymore. but And so then they would just be parking on the street, and I've highlighted that in orange, uh, where normal parking goes. So that's kind of an overview of the um, expected traffic flow that would be related to the, um, the the morning drop-off, specifically the morning drop-off. The afternoon pickup is a little bit different. It's a little less concentrated. And you end up having more cars waiting around longer. So. Excuse me. you could expect more cars just to be parked in, and, and also parked in the, dro- in the loading zone. They would probably just park in the loading zone and just be waiting there in their car most likely, maybe even getting out of their car and walking on the campus. And I don't think that that's an issue for anyone. Um, the, the pickup is much different than the drop-off where there's a lot of cars that arrive within say 10 minute window. And it's it, it much, more, much more important to be uh, smoother flow. Any questions uh, or comments or suggestions or anything on that from anyone?
5: Aaron, I, I think it's worth pointing out that this is an extraordinary uh, de- depiction of what is going on in terms of traffic flow and and transportation options. But I, I want to make sure everybody understands how much you have done to make this um, flow specifically at Willow Creek. Um, Campus, the Nevada Street campus, is your design. You know, some of it was your paint. Um, uh, I'm um, aj- what you've done, is- I'm so helpful. I'm glad to see that it's um, going to be adopted by the new principal.
2: Thanks, Regan
1: Yeah, I appreciate that. It was some some sweat and uh, duct tape. Yeah, I mean just to plus on that. <laughs> My daughter is actually going to be starting up at uh, Robin's Nest, so she's kind of kind of be a, she'll be a user of some of this uh, pretty soon. And yeah, I mean, one of the things I've noticed is like when there is no plan, um, people are going to default to just oh I'll just drive um, when it's not clear that there are other options out there. So all of the detail that's going into both making driving safe for everybody, but bike options the walking options the bus options i mean it's a huge lift um, that i think will will serve a lot of benefits and um I know it's somewhat uh, like we, we touched on it really briefly but that parking the potential for pulling the bus in on second street i was just out there riding with my two-year-old and it was a reminder now that i'm not commuting every day but it is a reminder that when that bus stops in the lane of traffic it causes so many bad behaviors by everyone else um, bikes are trying to pass the bus cars are trying to pass the bus bikes are trying to pass cars while they're passing the bus and vice versa like, so definitely we want to see the city keep um, what's in that that plan of, of having a, a proper pull on their buses
0: so Mr. Chairman you might want to bring up how this is going to be implemented too since school is starting next week Will there'll okay. be folks out there to help direct people around, just just so kind of everybody's on the same page.
2: Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Uh, Susan, I did see your hand before, if you wanted, did you want to say something?
6: Oh yeah, well, I just wanted to add and echo Regan's thanks and credit to all the work that you've been doing over so many years at um, the Nevada Street Campus. So thank you for that and you know and then to kind of Kevin's point the communication of this especially because there will be additional families starting that haven't kind of been educated over the years by your um, zealous and you know advocacy so just want to make sure that the superintendent and the new principal are communicating clearly Mm -hmm. to parents and that there are crossing guards and other volunteers out there as these new patterns emerge and then kind of on the um, south end of town, I was part of, I was on the planning commission when we did do the um, conditions of approval for the Valhalla property. And so I was glad that Kevin mentioned it is a condition of approval. You know, I, if it's, if it really has gotten more expensive because of a fire hydrant or something like that, I'm just wondering if we can think of some way to partner with that owner to speed things along because it is such as, Kieran just mentioned, such an important area. And then lastly, I just wanted to put in a plug for the TAM students that you mentioned. We have a lot of kids in Sausalito going to TAM every day. And using the bus is so important for the traffic between you know, both uh, in and out of Mill Valley and Sausalito. And I think I really like your idea of getting the 17 to go down to the south end of town and maybe using the turnaround Mm -hmm. uh, that's the um, the exit to uh, Fort Baker there um, where there's already a bus stop and kind of using that instead of uh, turning around at the Bank of America building. I would also just like to say that buses back in the afternoon are dismal. it's easy to get to school and come back from school if you're just leaving right after but you know most kids have activities and now that the four the commuter golden gate transit bus doesn't come back in the evenings it's really hard to get back from mill valley um on the bus so i'm kind of thinking maybe sorry i'm talking a lot but i'm kind of thinking we might want to put together a letter to golden gate transit with um a group of asks I know the downtown merchants have been really um, interested in getting more ferries on the weekends um, coming in and out of Sausalito but we could maybe do one letter from the city uh, with some various asks uh, to Marin Transit and Golden Gate so just an idea.
2: Thank you for that and and I have I also apologized I think I was rambling on and now I'm, I made all mingle the, <laughs> the, the drop off and the south end i should have asked everybody for the um for their comments on the south end but thank you so much susan for echoing that and i agree also susan uh, look at the 617 they actually call that bus the tam bus they actually intend to bring that to tam so they're actually giving the the 617 they're running it through to, and back for but just it's this just, just for the after school thing but also they're they're ending it at the ferry and not continuing to old town so um yeah i i absolutely agree i was going to send them an email myself but it would be much more powerful if we could uh join up with public works and um city council um jessica please i just wanted to um
4: i
3: guess bring to the table that There, it would be beneficial to have some coordination with the construction that's currently occurring around Nevada, Tomales, um, Butte, that entire area is under construction and it changes daily where they're actually closing roads. So that will interfere in part with, and Watery as well has been closed for the last two days. Um, So just kind of how that's gonna look as school actually starts up and they do have, um not the crossing guards but the the traffic people that are out there right now so just kind of coordinating with them potentially would be a benefit for this first couple weeks thanks for bringing that
2: up and something that i noticed last i saw they were on tamales and now they've made their way to watery it sounds like and that's that would be a major problem with this if it happens next week so Kevin. And they do switch every day, um, so they kind of go back and forth between streets. So. And that's PG&E, if I recall. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So, Kevin, you're you're on you know, your head. You're obviously aware of it. Uh, is that something that we can understand their schedule and 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 any kind of closure um, schedule that they may have?
0: Um, <laughs> understand their schedule. I always have trouble with that myself, but. <laughs> tell you what I've got it written down to reach out to PG&E and others to find out what they're doing next week especially for the start of school. Um, Oh and Megan just brought this over to me she says that she's got a an email from PG&E that says the crews will take a two-week break starting on August 23rd and they will return after Labor Day so that'll work out well for your for your school thing.
2: Uh, Absolutely that's great news and as a follow-up. Megan's ahead of me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Way to go, Megan. <laughs> Good find. Um, and before we get to Kevin Carroll, uh, I see his hand up. Um, I wanted to answer uh, Kevin McGowan's question on on uh, coordinating. Yeah, and everyone else. So, so this document was resurrected at, at the request of David Finan. He asked me to get it ready for him today so he could email uh, and communicate to all the um, the. The student or the parents uh, of, of of those coming up, so there is this communication that's coming up. We also have a nine o'clock meeting on Wednesday, on uh, at on campus, and so any of you would be invited. I think that would be okay, not to break any Brown Act violations if if you were to go. And uh, there would be a what I'm what I my, my meeting, and I'm proposing we do a dry run. So I'm just trying to get an inventory of what cones they have and what you know what vest they have and, and all that kind of stuff because there's also been the AAA, um uh the triple uh safety patrol they call it so the fifth graders typically would put on the vest and they would be waiting at the buchanan drop off and maybe opening doors and helping kids get out of this and maybe also like helping the little ones get onto campus if they're having a little trouble finding their way because they're not driving deep into campus and that kind of thing, and so uh, I'm looking, I'm working with them to, to get that coordinated. It is just an example of how in the past that stuff has been just done year to year to year, and now we're it's not translating because uh, the handoff it, it just there hasn't been a handoff in things like that. So yes, I'm actually kind of taking that on as well. Also wanted to mention the two crossing guards, to my understanding, are still funded and should be here, but I do not know if or where they are, and maybe Wendy Collins will be able to update that a little bit later, perhaps. It is, um, it is a, a something from Transportation Authority of Marin. They provide that service. And so hopefully, hopefully they're gonna show up, but I actually haven't heard about it. So, uh, but we have every intention to get them back here and there's also been a um, discussion about getting some counts done in Marin City um, for the students uh, over there because there are some intersections and there's never been a count done over there as well. So all that will change. Uh, uh, so much is changing right now. And <laughs> so again, Wednesday, 9 a.m. Uh, Kevin Carroll, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, there you go.
7: yeah good evening. Uh, just uh couple of points uh one when you were talking about um a new bus stop on um south street and just be aware i don't know if you are but Cote d'Azur added um a gate across their entrance mm. um, i think from what i'm hearing from the residents it was partly all the bicyclists who come down the hill and take photographs from their parking deck but also what really spurred it was the uh, catalytic converter thefts. And they haven't started using it yet, but I really anticipate some issues both with pedestrian traffic and bicycle traffic. Um, There's enough room for cars to go to the gate, stop, and not block traffic. But like Amazon trucks and FedEx trucks are going to be blocking either pedestrians and or bicycles. And they're going to have to be using that commercial Uh, Space, I suspect more. So just something to be aware of. Thanks. Um, The other thing is, uh, have you taken into consideration on the Nevada Street site about uh, handicapped transportation, both physically handicapped, and there are some kids that in that school used to be, I haven't had to deal with it in a few years, but I used to, um, there are emotionally disabled that have to be transferred to an adult they can't just be let out of the cab and run up the hill yeah and so whoever's at the bottom of that hill i assume there'll be a person to keep private vehicles out but just that they're aware that that may be an issue with Mm -hmm. the taxi cabs they usually use taxi cabs for individual kids um but it's just something to be aware of that's it yeah
2: thanks kevin for for bringing that up and absolutely um the uh the the communication is to arrange with the office and 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 the idea i think what we found in the past is to have a hang tag to make it very clear like as if it was a handicap tag or but we used these pink tags to show oh this is a vehicle that that can come through a place where normally we couldn't and that that's worked really well and those are really easy to get um uh, you know, for the school and and inexpensive, um, but 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 really reduces the the kind of um, like hey, don't come through here kind of thing, because absolutely for the those with special needs, that's the beauty is that there is that this the roads onto campus are actually sufficient for getting up there. It's big enough for the bus to get up there. It's just not um, <clears throat> it's not good place for a lot of cars, especially people that yeah. just get out of their cars and park. But if you have someone with needs that needs to get to the office, especially or, or wherever, for that handoff, then then that's the premium spot. And so I think the message that we want to give to everybody is, you want to you know to get on the campus for that premium drop off. It's like take the bus or you know have a have a special arrangement um, because you have special needs. So thank you. Um, okay, so that's the the that's all the the loading zone and and i think um i think it's uh fairly straightforward and uh always open to getting more feedback um so next um i think the next thing we'll talk about let me look real quick and see if there's any um oh yeah yeah so the next thing i wanted to show was the dp the department of uh, public works improvements. So that was something that we had discussed last time, um, that, um, we wanted to see if we could get some paint basically. And even though Nevada Street is, um, is actually, um, going to get repainted, uh, we wanted to see if there was a possibility of getting some of these other um, improvements done. Um, So I'm going to share my screen again. And and Kevin, maybe we can just go through these. And I don't know if we need to spend a lot of time on this, but if there's um, any discussions or questions in regards to it, then I'm happy to. uh,
1: Yeah, Aaron, as you're pulling this up, also just remind the group that I think this was on our radar screen, sort of on your radar screen, but we heard this pretty frequently from community members, people living on Nevada Street, as we were discussing options, ways to make Nevada Street safer. So this is definitely something we heard from the community. it just wasn't obvious that there's a school there.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. From Nevada Street, but then also, as we're seeing um, a little bit from around. And then also with this flow, is it marked correctly and that kind of thing? And so, uh, you all can see my screen again now, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, and you'll see a map here with numbers on it, and I just did those numbers to correspond to items uh, that we were discussing. So if you're coming from the north on Buchanan Drive, you're actually approaching the school. There is school marking, school crossing markings here. They could be updated a little bit. Um, that's something that uh, you know, if we're all over there painting, then they're fading slightly. That's one thing. The school signs themselves definitely just cutting back the um the vegetation also the no u-turn sign which there are u-turns all the time there and it's it's there's also a no u-turn sign on the other side but um but here the majority of traffic is actually now especially the school traffic is coming from Watery, and they're not seeing that no u-turn sign um so perhaps there's another um another no u-turn sign that would capture the attention from the watery um the watery folks whether it be actually on the on the drop-off block or maybe on watery itself where you we could communicate that there's no u-turn but that's something that um to my understanding it's it's standard it's there's no u-turns at schools in front of schools i believe is the way that works um there's uh the crosswalk could. Uh, this is the crosswalk where the um, the crossing guards um, actually uh, stand. One crossing guard, and a large majority, a lot of kids will cross here. That's why it qualified for a crossing guard. Um, the the specifically the students from Marin City that would be walking, and and more importantly in the afternoon they just come piling out from the uh, the arrow in the direction of the arrow they come piling out into this intersection and uh, oftentimes don't even bother to get into the crosswalk and they just like just go you know flying out there so worth mentioning the more we can get there as visibility of like hey there's a school here um that would be great um this these are markings it used to say slow school crossing and and whatever i don't know maybe maybe it's not needed because it was on the previous block but again this is an opportunity just to remind the parents even that are coming on the watery route that it's just another i'm not sure if slow school markings actually are effective or not in uh in helping people stay slow that when they know clearly they're going to a school because they're going to drop kids off but um this was something that i know uh, david Finan had noticed and uh was you know wondering why it was so faded and so if maybe if if this isn't needed on this block because it's on the previous block then i guess we should just communicate that so the confusion is gone does that make sense kevin
3: yeah
5: um uh, warren has raised his
3: hand oh warren yeah hey please yeah i was just going to point out um I guess one more uh for the last crosswalk you showed um number three i think um you know we have i'm just seeing we have there is currently an r16 sign at the next crosswalk uh one block south on buchan it's a that little paddle sign that says state law yields to pedestrians <laughs> thank in the crosswalk you. thank you and yeah. so just to match that it seems that like, and, and in my experience and i think i think research um backs this up that those do increase yield rates
2: yeah
3: if there's one yeah there it is yeah
2: right here this one another yeah. one of these thank you they for get, getting they, the yeah they get yeah.
3: beat up but i think they they're worth the they're worth the investment so i just wanted to point that out
2: and if they're getting beat up then they're kind of doing their job because it's like you know wow why is why is somebody uh nailing that thing on in front of a school so um i i meant to put that on the list and so yes another one of those it seems like an easy ad and um it would be great to get that on, on the on the, the one that doesn't have it. So that would be at the watery crossing. Um, the Buchanan loading zone, um, I put a little white line there because uh, the curb, which was painted uh, by the uh, Department of Public Works in 2019 maybe, um, up to here for whatever reason, it didn't continue all the way to the red. And it would be great if we could just fill that in because it would be a tragic to have someone believe that it's okay just to park there, which would then end up kind of blocking the um the drop off exits because this is where all the students would be dropping off. So if we can get that that would be great. Um and then I think all the all the trimming and all those bushes there on the right, that is the school district's property, I believe, um and and, and that kind of stuff. So uh, and that sidewalk, is that right, Kevin? Who would maintain sidewalks in, in such places? Renting property owners maintain the sidewalk. Okay, so um, school district can, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that on Wednesday, uh, about some of the improvements. Uh, for example, having this trimmed low is really good because then it has the visibility of The students only are this tall. And so if there's, this is the uh, parking lot here, so you can see how that could that can block the line of sight and so we'll we'll look to get that trimmed and if um if the school's having difficulty maintaining it i've i've got in my own hedger now so look out (laughs) okay um here uh refresh paint would be a possibility this is also a very heavily used crosswalk um the students from the nevada street uh will cross right here so that's a lot of bikes actually. Um, a lot of uh, students walking from from uh, Caledonia area. And then also um, walking uh, from the bus would be another example as well. It would be very unlikely that any Marin City students would be coming this way, especially right now, because as we explore the safe routes to school, we'll see that Bridgeway is closed, that the sidewalk is closed at Bridgeway and Coloma. So they're unlikely to come. This is something that may or may not be possible, Kevin, uh, but a US 101, like some sort of proper wording, whatever that is, but the motivation here is that if we can get the anybody returning to Marin City or anywhere north, uh, that is by far the fastest route to get. And in fact, it's actually the fastest route to get to San Francisco too. If you make a left here, You're waiting at a stoplight at nevada street and then harbor street and then coloma and then at the freeway and then maybe you know again and so by making a right here there is no um stop there's no stoplight you're actually on the freeway very quickly but most importantly you're not adding to the traffic the left turns or you you know um that at, at nevada street and we've already discussed the challenges there with that stoplight so um, be curious to hear your thoughts if if such a sign would be possible. Um,
0: Let me run it past our traffic engineer. Um, this seems reasonable to me at this point, but maybe I'm missing something.
1: Okay, thank you. Aaron, um, is that really just northbound, or how is that faster for San Francisco that you
2: go down? Uh, basically that you would <laughs> to get to san francisco you'd go northbound you exit marin city and you get back on and that is just faster and and i did that because i tested it because i'm that i was that i was once that obsessed with this place so. <laughs> so yeah it's um it's 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 much faster especially and that's you know there's just there's just no stoplights in that direction um but mostly the my motivation is is you know, I, I mentioned the speed because that's the motivation for the people driving. You know, it's just a it's just a carrot to give them. But I, my motivation is um, to reduce the traffic on Nevada Street. Um, this here is going to be uh, this needs some some shrubs uh, trimmed. So Kevin, uh, how can we? If the if the I assume the property owner there would be the ones responsible for trimming that. Is that the way it works? Well, maybe
0: if it's obstructing the actual pedestrian path of travel, we can get in and trim some of that. Okay. Uh, if we need to have it trimmed more, then we have to go to the property owner.
2: What uh should I just submit uh, submit a, a request on the um on the website? Uh, you know, since you've already got enough. Item. <laughs>
0: Do you want to take care of it? Just give me a copy of your just give me a copy of your presentation and I can look at these individually. Um we're gonna to have to move quickly if we want to get some of these done by next week. So Okay.
2: Yep, yeah, thank you. Um and they the this presentation is available uh as a link from the agenda. Um another one here is uh is the red curb. It's just uh the students are walking from Marin City this way, and they're crossing here. And if we can get a daylight, um, this is actually especially when you're standing there, the picture doesn't do justice. But the the, uh, the students are actually even further offset. The, the 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 sidewalk then actually goes, and instead of being a bulb out, it's it's actually the opposite. So um, that would be uh, great to add if we can just get some red paint there, and then um, also the crosswalk seems like it's it can use some refresh. So that's the um, that's the rundown there, um, cruising along. If uh, anybody has any comments uh, on any of these that they'd like to add, okay. Uh, good stuff. Thank you, Ryan. Yep. So um, that's kind of the um, the school area, and uh, let's see. Let's look at the. Um, the uh agenda and now i think we can go into the to the uh safe routes to school um discussion about some of the routes to school and um let's see what we can do here but well, we have uh one thing to mention that is uh also on the um from the agenda is a Safe House to School map that actually incorporates all of the different routes that we have. This is something that, um, and I, I can I can share my screen real quick. This is something that has been kind of a challenge because, to be honest, it's it's tough to show <laughs> what is all what is all of our routes uh, that the safest routes to, to get to school um, because of the bike way and the bike way crosses that harbor and then comes. Comes back down Nevada Street. Um, there's also the recommended route is through MLK Park, but it also has them cross Coloma Street without a crosswalk, and also um, at use the gravel path, which has been highlighted here in the map. And so I think, I think this is uh, this here is the uh, the blow up of how we recommend the students to bike to to school here and um to go down nevada street and 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 watery um and so that's uh it, it's a really nice map to have but we uh but it also highlights i think about kind of how complicated it is and with all these different warnings we have which is like bicyclists be careful on the gravel pathway so it's not ideal and that's something that is part of the coloma essentially the, the coloma project um that's that's the safe routes to school map um wendy uh i was gonna give you an opportunity if you wanted to uh give an update on the on the task force um wendy Collins, you out there
4: sure i'm right i'm next to you on my screen good hi okay uh yeah you've covered a lot already um just a couple things to answer your question about the crossing guard i'm not sure Mm -hmm. if they found a crossing guard i know that tiburon and mill valley are still having a hard time i don't know if sausalito is still missing a guard but they're having a hard time doing recruitment Uh, so i think the best thing to do is to check in with the transportation authority and see if that position has been filled okay Uh, As far as the task force is concerned, our next meeting of the task force is, uh, I had it right in front of me and then it went away, went away, where are (laughs) we? Wednesday, September 9th at 9.30 a.m. There's a bit of overlap between the Transportation Committee, the BPAC, and the task force. A lot, we're talking about a lot of the same things, uh, which is good. Uh, we want to. Um, Aaron just gave you a whole list of issues that I hope he's also put on that spreadsheet that I gave him.
0: Yeah. I
5: out. can
4: tell by your smile that you haven't yet. Well, did you see that document I sent out? Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. Well, now that you have it all organized, then it'll be really easy. It probably takes exactly. a yep. to put it yep. on the spreadsheet. You got it. But what we want to do is we want to take these issues and track them. Some of them, um, Kevin might be able to find solutions to right away. Um, some might take some more exploration. Uh, some might take some more funding. Um, and and that's the purpose of the task force is uh, multifold. It's basically to um, explore what the barriers are, the physical infrastructure barriers that need to be corrected. It's also to discuss some of the more um, the softer measures, encouragement, education, enforcement, um, and ways in which we can create a safe environment for children to be able to walk and bike to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, another advantage that we have right now is there is a pair there's yet another parallel group that has formed. Um, it was a grant that was actually received by an outside agency to develop these walking colleges, and they're working with age-friendly Sausalito, uh, mostly focused on getting seniors out walking, but we are partnering with them on a number of things. One is that some of the infrastructure improvements that we want are things that they would benefit them as well. Um, secondly, we are looking at recruiting walking school bus leaders to help the kids who are not going to be on the bus or who live close enough but maybe are too young to walk on their own and their parents work. To see if we can get some retired people to help to walk the kids to school either from within Sausalito or within Marin City to the campuses or um between the two campuses which because of Aaron's walk on it we now know is about a 20-minute walk which mm-hmm. is really not that bad um especially for the walking home from school we don't want to just talk about walking to school right there's also walking home from school where there's not less of a rush and more of an opportunity to really enjoy the walk mm-hmm. the last thing that um, we're hoping to come out of this um, collaboration is uh, an, a safety education committee uh, we have something like that in on Butterfield Road in San Anselmo where we got together a lot of different community members through Katie Rice's office her aide has been leading that up and um Part of what came out of that is an education campaign to, um, uh, and we'd like to see something similar happening in Sausalito. We are restarting the Street Smarts program this year. And um, this might be an opportunity to really bring the Street Smarts program down to a community level and um, see if we can get some similar um, Language and messaging throughout Marin County uh, to get drivers to slow down, put down their phones, to get bicyclists to yield to pedestrians, um, cars to yield to bicyclists. There's a lot, and, and pedestrians to pay attention when they're crossing the street. So there's a lot of different things we want to, we can be looking at and developing a, a campaign around that. There's also um, the sheriff, uh, one of the sheriff captains from Marin City has contacted me. He's very interested in seeing uh, some work done in Marin City. So I put him in touch with age friendly Sausalito, but I'm also gonna bring him into our task force. So we're working on a lot of different fronts. It's not just infrastructure, It's, it's all the ease to really create an environment where everyone can feel safe when they're walking or biking.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you. That's, um, that's really, really helpful. And thanks for for really just being being so involved with our community from,
4: sure. and
2: it's and, and so great to have your um, kind of broad perspective, seeing all these other communities and how they work, and then be able to apply it to, to
4: ours as well. And can you uh, um, send me that document that you sent to your um, fellow um, committee members?
2: Uh, absolutely we'll we'll do i think it i think it went to the transportation working group maybe um but but uh that's it is basically the. the, the if you haven't seen it i'll make sure i haven't seen it yet no okay got it um because you're on the transportation working group right right Yep. Yeah, okay great so um and and with that i just wanted to highlight the routes like we've got the there's the walking school bus, and there's talks about getting that led and, and making that you know regular. But I just want to really kind of highlight some of the, the routes that we've got going on, and a couple of the challenges. Um, I realize we're we're running short on time, but um, but but I just uh, take this moment and uh, make sure while Wendy's with us that we that we can talk a little bit about some of the the routes we've got. So here,
4: uh, Aaron, also it would be good to bring Cooper into the discussion because Cooper can talk about the training of the walk- walking school bus leaders.
2: Yes, please, Cooper. J- j- jump in. Raise your hand at, at any point. Um, especially, Cooper was on this walk with us uh, the other day, where we walked from um, the uh, Phillips Drive uh, Middle School campus, which is over this way, and. Uh, essentially started timing ourselves from here at, at the eight o'clock at the skate park so that's that's what we decided would be the the start time and then that would get you uh, into uh, on campus uh, within the reasonable amount of time it's really pretty straightforward all the way up to right here this is a, a crosswalk uh, that at um, near the dog park and um, is Fine, right? It's actually fine, but there is uh, one thing I'd mention. Uh, I guess I kind of had this at a different item uh, later, uh, Kevin. But we can mention it now. We don't have to do the MLK Park thing. We'll just talk about it here, and then that'll allow us to skip the item later. Um, but basically, there's a uh, what is called a, a, a kind of a, a fast slip lane. I think is, is one of the, the terms that was is used. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's just a way to make a right turn, you know, a nice fast right turn. And I don't know that anybody coming out of these, this school area needs to be making a fast right turn um, here. And so it's one of those things like, it would be great if we could just uh, perhaps uh, reduce it to um, just a regular right turn where there's not a dedicated, uh, you know, kind of fast right turn, that kind of thing. So it's basically like a little triangle. What that does, because one of the bigger challenges here as well, Kevin, and, and maybe next time you're biking by there, just take a look and you'll see that the asphalt path does not line up at all with the crosswalk, you know? And so it would be great if we could get maybe some permanent signs saying all schools, you know, to the right, especially intercepting them here because the next block, the this this the 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 sidewalk is closed here right at coloma street it's closed due to the, the pump project and so actually having a sign now we're going to go and can I, I don't know maybe can we yeah we can we can chalk sidewalks or do we not mention that out loud <laughs> we're going to chalk the sidewalks and and give some uh, give some temporary markings just to give the, the students a way some wayfinding but it would be great if if we can start getting and calling this our our you know our path to all schools. Um we've talked extensively about the crosswalk here, and that's one of the questions and the asks that we have of you and your team is that yes, we have to wait for the crosswalk, but is there anything we can be putting in the road to just simply identify that there's gonna be students crossing there, you know, that can identify can, can we put one of the, uh, the those, those signs in the middle of the road that that gets run over um even though there's not a crosswalk there is there a way that we can say you know yield for pedestrians anything any any signs at all that we can put right now this year while we are pending the larger coloma project um, and uh you don't have to answer that today but that that would be something that we're we're requesting because as you see here we are faced with, hey, everybody use this route. This is the safe route to school, especially since this sidewalk is blocked now. So then they would have to cross over, go down and stay along bridgeway. Meanwhile, they'd be walking and, and you know, this is not a safe block. This is Shell station and Dario's and that kind of stuff. A lot of driveways going in and out. So we really want them to use the park. It's such a nice, peaceful way to walk, but then we have to make this crossing. and. Regan and I have stood with the um, uh, uh, Safe Routes to School parent volunteers from the French school there during when school was in, and it is quite busy with school traffic, and so anything we can do at that um, crosswalk just temporarily to do our part to to notify drivers to please drive slower, that'd be great. Um, And then from that, we've already discussed these two crosswalks here in our previous thing so and this block right here is just pretty serene um it, it's fine it's a sidewalk it's it's really low traffic this is a gravel path and that gravel path um is, would be great if we can get that improved in the future so but nothing we're going to do about that today so that's the that's the walk um from the marine city side um happy to hear any comments while we've got the map up. If anybody has anything else to add, I know that there's um, possibly people that live on that street.
1: Yeah, well. it's a good call out on that intersection at the dog park. I mean, it's pretty non-intuitive. It's pretty subtle and awkward to navigate yourself if you're heading from north to south in that direction. Um, so yeah, definitely like the idea of eyes on that one. And to your point of where, I assume that pump project will be going on for a while and knowing kids and their towards just taking the path of least resistance, they're not going to cross Bridgeway um, and go to the other side and go back down. They're just gonna be walking in the rather narrow bike lane, mm-hmm. which obviously has lots of ripple
5: yeah. um,
1: effects, that, not, none of which are good. So I think yeah. the, the more obviously we can direct people towards the safe path, the better there.
2: And, and to that point, Karen, if they did make it here, And rather than saying cross the street twice to get to school, hey, all schools this way, right? If we could just get them to say, hey, you made it here, go down Coloma Street, there's a sidewalk there, and that'll get you to this gravel path that will lead you to school. And so uh, just a little extra signage during that construction inconvenience would be um, potentially uh, valuable for um, the students that didn't or chose not to go through MLK Park because they're like, oh, I'll just take Bridgeway. And then they found out later on that they couldn't, so.
1: And I'll call out. It is Tomales Street that goes to a gravel path. So Tomales is gravel there. There are addresses on that street. So it is the Tomales and Coloma intersection, which then leads to a gravel path that connects to the other continuing paved part of Tomales.
2: Yeah. That makes sense. It's an intersection. I'm into that. Um, OK. Another quick, uh, this this is the route from uh, Caledonia Street. And this uh, way we have it written is actually not possible, unfortunately, and this is something that we've discussed about. These uh, stairs are closed. These, uh, they have a, they're, they're blocked. Um, they need maintenance. And we have found that uh, the owners uh, of these stairs are actually um, uh, the owners of the buildings right here. And although they're very, um, very friendly to the uh, Safe process School, uh, cause and everything, they 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 can't uh, currently. They they don't currently have plans to be fixing it for schools to start. So the route then is on to take the sidewalks along on Bridgeway, and the mention of those sidewalks. So on this side of Bridgeway, on the northbound side of Bridgeway, that actually has a sign that is recommended to not use that sidewalk because it's actually. Uh, dilapidated and, and kind of falling in uh, over the edge here. It's really bumpy and everything. So there's actually a, a, a orange sign saying, use, use the other sidewalk, which puts you then here on this side, which actually would make sense for students walking over here. And it's just worth mentioning that I, I didn't measure it, but I wanna say it's a three foot wide, maybe a four foot wide sidewalk, but near the slide. It's extremely narrow sidewalk. I'm not sure how that effort <laughs> was found to be implemented, but anyway, it's very historic. So really, unfortunately, we just have to call this a route to school. I don't think there's anything safe about it, um, but just worth mentioning that this, this particular route is, um, it, it's not, I have to take this off the map right now, unfortunately, because this is not, the kids, if they were to go this way in Marineship, they would actually then uh, come up at uh, 7-Eleven here. They would come this way, then they would come up and get on Bridgeway that way. So that is an option. They can take this path back here, but it's not the whole route, which this going by the, the Bay model is great. So we're not, we're not sitting in a great place right now, unfortunately, for um, a Safe route to School perspective. That's the walking route. Um, The biking route is as it always, as it has been, Uh, that hasn't necessarily changed. So um, if anybody has any questions on that, um, raise your hand, any comments? Trying to keep us moving. Thank you.
0: So Mr. Chairman, you covered quite a few different items at the same time. Yes. Just opening up for public comment at this point in time, if anybody wants to comment, it's mm. 4a
2: uh, 4b yep. and um 4d as well yep 4d yep yeah because we talked about the mlk parking uh, the, the crosswalk there and uh, and the slipstream so that actually helps us um with my verbose uh, agenda that i had today thank you for your tolerance
0: so i have a comment from staff of we put a lot of effort into developing a cip hmm. and um I'm, I'm surprised that the corner there where the dog park is, the little, little triangle, I think we call it a pork chop. And I'm mad at myself for not catching it. <laughs> I don't like pork chops either. Um, <laughs> okay. so, so I would agree with your assessment that, that we need to look at that a little closer, um, but I don't have it on the CIP. So let's try to keep those things in mind in future years as you identify these Tell me about them so I can get them on the list. You got it.
1: So, i so. you gave me the pork chop name. I'm gonna remember it, Kevin. I know, that's it. That's it right there.
2: <laughs> I wanna give credit to Matthew Hartel. Uh He pointed it out. <laughs> he didn't use the word pork chop, but he was, <laughs> was the one there to just be like, hey, that's that's not necessary. <laughs> Especially coming here. <laughs> cool. cool. Um, yep. Great, great comment. Thank you, Kevin. Okay. I don't see any other hands, so uh, that leaves then. Uh, for so, Mr. Chairman, let's
0: move on to item four. Yep.
2: Yeah. Thank you. And uh, it's your lead, sir. So you you partially
0: cut out there. So let's move on to four C at this point. So I'm going to share my screen. Uh, All right. Wow, I don't know why that came up. <laughs> <What the heck>? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry guys. I don't know why that's there. Okay, let's go fairly quickly here. Um, we need to pay attention to some time. Um, the next item 4C has to do with Nevada Street and paving and. Uh, doing some changes over there. So I do have a schedule um, as far as trying to implement something in this particular area. If you recall, we were trying to move forward with, removing some of the parking on the south, excuse me, north side of the street. That didn't work out so well because residents in the area needed that parking. And I think we even brought it back to the city council and others and we're trying to move forward with this project at this point and I think we're trying to decide on what to do so the last I recall we were going to move forward with taking a look at limiting the hours of parking on this street Mm -hmm. and um, there's some problems with that and it has to do with uh, PD and enforcement so if we do limit the hours of parking so that this area could be used for Uh, students riding their bikes to school or other things we have to make sure that PD has folks to enforce it so I'm working on that at this point in time in addition Aaron and this group came up with this concept of having a buffered area off to one side that would be on the north side of the street as well and there are some concerns from our traffic engineer on that that the buffered zone is an ambiguous area vehicles will likely park in it and make it confusing. Uh, Some people may... So it might be a bit of a confusing area. I'm not saying this isn't insurmountable. Sometimes as an engineer, I get to try to point out some of the flaws before trying to figure out how to solve it. um, There's some other things here that the roadway center line has to be moved over. That's not insurmountable either, but it
2: uh, squishes uh, the lanes on one side. You're repaving it though, right? Are you doing a repaving of
0: this now? I'm getting there, Mr. Chairman, give me a sec. All right. Um, In addition, you were moving the the live active traffic closer to the south side of the street, which was voiced as a concern by the residents as well. Since folks are coming down the hill by the school with good size speed, and if they cut the corner fairly tightly, those getting out of their, their vehicles, uh, with a door open may have more of an issue. So that can be a problem as well. Now, as far as the surfacing of this as well, um, I would agree with what this committee has voiced in the past that there needs to be some pavement restoration on this street. Some of it is is showing significant signs of alligatoring. And so I've put together a short little plan and given it back to our sorry, traffic engineer to put it together for doing some digouts along this reach. And the intent is not to do a full resurfacing, but to do what's called a micro seal across the top. So in other words, we'll do the dig outs in the worst areas, bring that back to grade, and then put a thin layer of an asphalt across the top. It's not a slurry seal. It's something a little bit more um, uh, structurally sound. It lasts for about 10 years compared to a full resurfacing. So that is the intent. In other words, also putting this material down on the surface will make those, that striping stick out a lot more than it is right now. Cause it's definitely an issue at this point in time. So, yes, that's the idea of trying to put down a new surface, but we, we still haven't gotten to the point where we kind of all agree on, on what to do. Um, I'm looking at uh, discussing this with the police chief to see if they have staff to actually perform the enforcement if we do have kind of a uh, an area here where there's no parking between let's say 8:30 in the morning and 9 30 and then same with between two o'clock and three o'clock in the afternoon now the other option is to further explore this with the transportation engineer we have which is David Parisi to see if he can actually agree with putting something like this in place that you see on your screen right here so we're not quite there yet I wanted to get back to the group and let them know that. So with that, I'll, I'll turn it back over to you, Mr. Chairman, and see if folks have some comments for me.
2: Thank you, thank you. So the repaving then would take away the, the concerns with any of the lines, because all the lines are going to be removed and then re- replaced, is that correct? Yes, okay. then the,
0: the new lines will look much better. You'll They'll stick out like Caledonia does
2: yeah so moving the center line in that case is less of a concern but there's still the concern that the residents brought up which is now that side of the road will be less room to back out into and that and that's still that remains if, if if the center line is relocated um that sounds great um and then uh would there would there be sharrows or or, or uh or that kind of uh in, in 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 this situation that would be something that would be added to
0: the paint. yes we would want to make sure to look at it as a complete street as we would with type of roadway project so we would want to make sure to put in sharrows if it's a plus three lane you know or whatever it is we decide to put in place yeah yeah we want to bring it up to the correct striping.
2: if uh if there were to be this time parking thing so if there is parking removal at certain times a day is that going to then have to go in front of city council for discussion or is that uh, what you know just for the residents here and and all of us to know it, what is the process going forward um in, in regards to that
0: that's a good question so if we do move forward in that direction, I believe it should go back to city council. Maybe Susan can comment on it, but we also need to reach out to the residents there because we've had several meetings with them where, where they've voiced their concerns about taking the parking itself. Now we're coming forward with a hybrid and we want to reach out to them as well. That could be simply as an informal meeting. So, you know, that, I think that, sh- if we're gonna move in that direction and if we get approval from PD that they have people to do this, Mm -hmm. my opinion is yeah we need to have just an informal zoom meeting and and get their opinions before and you
2: know it's worth mentioning like one of the things about the about the um the bikeway and maybe use uh, taking away the parking and certain hours or whatever is we were talking about making it a pilot project which would then use temporary paint which all kind of made a little more sense because we were like hey it needs to be repaved eventually well, now it's being repaved, and so I guess I just wanted to mention now too that oh, this is no longer like a, as great of an advantage to be using temporary paint because it would be wonderful if what you put on there now is is just is going to stay for a while, and that would be ideal. So it's just worth mentioning.
0: Yeah, there are alternatives, though. In other words, if we move forward with this and we find out that we do all this work and the striping that we put down isn't isn't necessarily what we want. We could come back with a slurry seal on top of this. San Rafael does this for the street painting festival, whatever they have. Uh,
2: and so that it can work, but it'll take a little doing. And, and slurry seal is the kind of thing that it's within your normal budget just to be able to, do, to apply that to a street, or is that something that you have to go through? To, yeah.
0: I haven't gone through that amount of detail yet and necessarily answer that question if there's funding for it.
2: Okay, all right, thanks. Karen, and then Susan.
1: Yeah, thank you, Evan and staff for continuing to look into this one. Um, I actually don't remember talking about the timed version in great detail, so I probably need a refresher on that if we're taking it seriously. Um, My initial reaction is that it sounds just, yeah, like you said, Kevin, a little bit clunky, hard to enforce, um, might be problematic with the residents. and I, I do remember, yeah. So so I, I see that one as being complicated. Um, I'm still a fan of the buffer, but I definitely want to understand, You know, if you, I don't know if we're in the state of, they're saying it's unworkable or we just, we need Mr. Parisi to take another look at it. Um, and I was, I don't know the exact cross section, but I think if it was, was it a six foot buffer and a six foot sidewalk? So I don't know if it necessarily needs to be that big even this is good again we're talking about an ultimate vision where that's all sidewalk that actually becomes a multi-use path for kids to be going to school and to walk um, so I want to get like I, I would I would only want to go down that path if that's still the end vision um, but I, I generally still like that out of the options uh, being discussed here today so um, and the biggest thing for me is really slowing down that traffic Cause that's really the biggest thing that I feel when I'm out there and it's that lack of safety for all users. And I think it's, you know, narrow lanes, better sight lines, uh, a few things that are gonna go into that. So I don't know if the 10 foot lanes are on, on the table, but that, that seems promising because the data definitely shows the speed reduction that comes along with it. Thank you, Karen. Uh, Susan, please.
6: Actually, so I'll hold off on any comments, but I just wanted to understand from Kevin if he had a recommendation at this point.
0: Um, I'd love it if we could try this shared version of having some parking there during the day and on weekends, and then have it turn into a, a bike lane when school is in session. I'd like that. I don't know so that's why i need to pull in pd to say hey look do we really have staff to make this happen and can it work david presi believes that this is a viable solution so i'm kind of moving in that direction
2: cool. yeah and he's he's had success with this and in the spot in at least mill valley that we've seen uh, uh photos of um you know weekends uh for example i think uh you know no parking on weekends and that thing so uh i see warren
1: please
3: I, I just want to um, echo Kieran's point about you know about speed on this on this road and obviously like you know the topography and the fact that you know nevada street toward bridgeway is a downhill can't be changed but but you know the, the speed of the drivers coming down there is not an inevitable fact of nature and so you know narrowing lanes adding traffic calming those are things that are going to make the street safer for everybody you know and could reduce some of the concerns that um you know the people who live there have like i live on a street where I feel, I feel like people are driving too fast. I would love if people slowed down here. That that, that that's a way for me. Like if there was going to be some project going in, that would be a winning a winning argument for me.
2: Yeah. And and I think uh, thank you, Maureen, very much. Um, I, I think it's also worth mentioning. During a lot of this discussion, we didn't know what kind of school and when that school was going to be. Uh, and now we know it's a K through five. You know, and that does uh, i think affect some of the discussion the k through fibers all of them are young enough uh, to be well honestly k through eight really are all legal to be riding on sidewalks anyway and in that area part of town i think it's legal for anybody to be riding on a sidewalk but it's just normal for students to be riding on sidewalks it's really a disadvantage i mean it's a, it's a narrow sidewalk and it's not something we should be loving but it may be something where it's it's potentially chosen so
0: Aaron I think you're yeah
2: okay well uh anyway so it's just uh the the students might be using the sidewalk a lot anyway and that's where the 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 buffer um the buffer is great because it can lead into a wider sidewalk eventually hopefully you heard me Cool. So uh, any other comments or questions out there? Public comment on on the item?
6: Can I just add one thing, (laughs) Erin? I think to me what's important is that whatever we, that we should do something there. But pretty much every solution that we're discussing, all of the options do slow speeds. Um, It's also clear that we can't get our you know as uh david precio said there's just not enough feet to get the ideal solution with buffered bike lanes on both sides so we're gonna have to find a a compromise and i think i would just love for feedback to kind of make a recommendation tonight or at least give feedback to kevin and then just get if it needs to get in front of the council get it in front of the council and make the improvements um so that we can benefit from them this fall if possible yeah Um, you know so i think we've been talking about this a lot for quite a while
0: sounds great susan hopefully aaron can you hear me
6: kevin i think it's you who's cutting out a little bit i think
0: so too yeah because
6: i can hear everybody but you
2: (laughs) yeah this is, I'm always the one talking. So yeah, Kevin, we're having difficulty. You're, you're having some bandwidth issues on your end, we think. Okay. Um, yes, so uh, I'm actually, uh, I think, Karen, you could probably uh, follow me on this one, but at this point, we've gone through so many of the things, uh, I would recommend that, I mean, I would push forward with the, the buffered solution because it's permanent, it doesn't remove parking, it narrows the lanes, it gives some cushion to walkers and bikers that yes it's it's ambiguous but we can keep there are ways to keep uh, people from parking in such a buffer um just with curbs or, or or whatever and um and to do so it also then sets us up for a really a shovel ready project which says hey we've got the funding to raise rent and build a 10-foot wide sidewalk and uh, and also we're not done with that street. We need a crosswalk at at uh, at Tamales um, to to connect the stairs to Tamales Street. So that would be um, my choice um, to, to to recommend um, if if we were to, uh, to to move forward on anything. That would be what I'd recommend.
1: Uh, I'll I'll follow up on that. But I see a hand up from Michelle.
2: Yeah, I see Michelle Cunningham. Yeah, let's hear from her. She's a resident on Nevada Street. Be great. I'm asking you to unmute there there we go hi Michelle
6: oh hey Erin. sorry can you hear me you guys are so low I wasn't sure if you can hear me yeah Um, yeah. all right hey thank you so much for putting in so much effort for this um so anyway I just I hadn't remembered our final thing being the time thing again too I I like the idea of the buffer for the kids coming down. Um, So hopefully we can revisit that. The timing is, you know, we still all have to move our cars and not all of us have, you know, nine to five jobs um, during the day. Um, So hopefully we can kind of revisit that too. Um, Other than that, yeah, and get crosswalks and something to kind of slow the speed down all that good stuff but i just wanted to say thank you so much and i hope we keep talking about possible solutions so just let us know what we have to do great thank you
2: thanks for joining us today michelle and, and kind of kind of being our our uh representative of the neighborhood keep everybody thank you.
6: thank you for inviting me
2: yeah you're welcome um so yeah so susan i mean you know if, if we were really to go forward on something that would that would kind of be the thing because also then we wouldn't have to bring the, the the buffer to uh the sidewalk buffer to city council for example you know that's the fear right if if we did actually even just do the time delay thing that's a city council thing and i you know i don't know what that's going to take to get through city council so
1: but then maybe i know it's getting late um but if we do i don't have a pback recommendation <laughs> we could just let everyone go i mean i my sentiment is very much along Susan's lines of, I want to see change. And any of the options I'm talking about would be better uh, than what we have now from a safety standpoint. Um, if I was to make a motion, there would probably be something along the lines of um, recommending the buffered solution while also acknowledging the viability of, potential viability of timed, as well as the original plan that had um, kind of substandard buffers like not not official bike lanes because they're too small like i would call out that they're all good we probably i prefer we prefer the buffer um and that we need community we need an appropriate level of community input for whatever is chosen um so that's kind of where my head is at Kevin what can we do for you
0: um either take a vote or you know i think i've got some input at this point so I'm good either way. <laughs> Jessica, okay.
1: uh Regan, any reactions to a motion along those lines? David?
3: Uh, sorry, it's like crazy dark in here. I should turn the light on. Um, no, I, I, I think that's a good move. All right.
1: So i will I i'll email you some better wording, but it's something i'll give you know, this cure I'm making a motion that feedback recommends pursuing the buffer bike lanes uh, the buffer on nevada street option while also acknowledging the potential viability of the timed parking if police and the community are up for it with uh, as well as the substandard buffer not a bike lane option that the city originally does anyone want to
4: second that? I will second that.
0: Okay. sounds good. Thank you very much. Move. Okay, um, Mr. Chairman, we're moving on to- so
6: Kevin, I'm sorry point. to take over your job, but I think you need to call the roll on that motion and second.
0: Oh, you're right. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, choosing. Keeping me honest. All right, let's call roll on that one. So, uh, Chairman Roller. Yes.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, Regan Fulton. Yes. Nice. Karen Culligan. Yes. And Jessica Penrod. Yes. Great. Thank you.
2: Thanks. Okay. Keep your mind, folks.
0: I'm telling you, it's getting late.
2: Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> we're going to the. Uh, the final uh, number five, project updates. Um, Kevin, do you have? You do. Thank you.
0: I do. So there's a couple projects on the list. Um, boy, I'm not too sure what I have. There we go. There we are. All right, let's talk about North Street steps first. I'll try to make this fairly quick. A lot of you have seen a lot of these projects already. And you know, basically they're moving forward quite quickly um, our contractor for the north street steps should be finishing up um, told this week if not he's already done for removing some of the dirt and taking all the the material out of there the next major step is putting in the railing we've had an issue trying to find a uh, a contractor who will commit to doing the railing quickly they're all pretty busy so we've reached out to the local folks here in town a lot of times they don't have the insurance to actually work for the city itself regardless we do know it's a important uh, to get this railing back in and get the stairs open that's basically the last step we wanted to get this done by the next holiday Um, however i just want to be a little pragmatic and say maybe it might not happen depends upon the contractor's schedule for the rolling itself but the project's moving along fairly well getting the material out of there. Gate six, so gate six is one of these projects that's been impacted by material orders. In other words, the poles and the controllers that are associated with the work itself, they had a long lead time and they were impacted by a lot of other things um, outside of Sausalito itself. So getting steel, making sure that we could get the poles, the right ones, Caltrans had to check them, um, a lot of things going on. So I've been told that the contractor should be delivering this material on the 23rd. Let's hope he does uh, get this material. Then we can move forward towards the end of the month with the digouts and the paving of the intersection. And then we move forward with testing the system uh, just after the holiday on the slide in front of you there's a little area in red on the diagram the original plan did not have a video camera for cyclists coming from south from north to south we're adding an additional camera hopefully to pick up the cyclists and the pedestrians themselves when they come to that stop for the diagonal crossing it wasn't in the plan set to include that but our construction manager kind of said we need a little something here because we're not quite sure if all the cameras will pick up everybody so kind of an interesting project it is unfortunate that it is behind but i think it has to do with material at this point caledonia street Um, this one is a lot more complicated than i thought it would be Uh, it's taken a lot of my time to reach out to the uh, the restaurants as well as the property owners the intent is to implement what you see on this screen the parklets are in place. We need to implement a northbound vehicle travel on this street and uh, and it eliminates the southbound travel between Johnson and Pine Street. A lot of you have seen this already when the street is closed from Thursday until Mondays. And right now we're looking to see if we can get that uh, temporary striping to put on the street. I think our maintenance manager, Lauren, is, is picking that up today. We have to put a camera in here too and collect data. This takes time as well to make sure that whatever it is we put in place, we can justify whether it works or not. So again, this one's taking a lot of my time, a little bit unfortunate, but it's gotta be done. Another project taking a lot of our time, my time, (laughs) um, I seem to be dedicated to these bigger projects these days, the Ferry Landside project there's lots of moving parts with this. We've got the phase one work, which is being uh, worked on by our consultant BKF. However, before they got started, they had to know where was the, where should the new plaza be placed. A lot of you folks have seen this at council meeting, and I think Aaron, you got up and spoke about it as well. And Karen, you've had a big some of this as well. So you know know a lot about what's happening. Mm -hmm. there are some details that need to be worked out in the future at this point the council has weighed in on ordinance 1128 and is considering putting something on the ballot for next year in the fall but we need to have a design in place that's that the residents of Sausalito can actually vote on and say yes this is what we want we want a plaza with concrete or we want this just to be parked so again lots of moving parts and we're working closely with um, Golden Gate Bridge Highway Transportation District, and then make sure that we have the right paperwork in place for the FTA grant that's associated with us. Bridgeway bike lanes. All right, I have not moved on this because we have recently submitted our improvement program to council for them for review. The budget was approved for this fiscal year, but the actual projects, We wanted to make sure to get council's uh, approval on them. Even if this project was approved, which it's on the list, by the way, to be approved, I don't have staff to step forward with this right away. It'll have to wait until we get staff availability in order to put together a preliminary plan. Um, I haven't reached out to Bay Trails yet for a grant to support the design, but uh, Maureen Gaffney did contact me I just have to get back to her in order to see if there's a possibility that we could get some grant funding for the actual design. Okay, last one on the list, and probably an important one here, is the Sausalito Mill Valley pathway. Uh, Marin County is responsible for that pathway. And on your screen, my cursor is kind of following it all the way down the pathway as you go towards Tam High School. And what they're planning to do is put a micro seal on top of this entire plan, bless you. They are currently working on getting their approvals from uh, BCDC and other uh, other agencies. When I talk to, let's see, my contact over there is uh, Tara McIntyre, McEn- uh, and she says they're still working with those regulatory agencies in order to get the correct comments. They are having their public works department do most of the construction management, uh, which is a good thing. And they're looking at possibly closing this bike path for a 24 to 48, 48 hour period in order to get the micro seal down and have it cure in place. Originally, they were talking about closing this for almost five days. I don't think that's necessary. Uh, we'll know more once they bid it late in sept- September. And there'll be plenty of notifications with the cms signs and others other signage for the actual work so i think that concludes my short presentation on actual projects
2: well thank you kevin that's great uh warren please
3: yeah just on that i just wanted to kind of flag this uh for the bpac's attention that the last item the Milvai isosito path uh repaving so for for much of the path there there is an alternate route um for people walking and biking but i just want to note that the segment from gate six road to pahono there there is no alternate routes at all um so yeah it'll be a little hard to see um on this kind of aerial but but the the only alternate route is the 101 so at mc you know in my role at mcbc we're um trying to push the county to provide some sort of accommodation for people walking and biking through that sex segment because I mean obviously like currently hundreds of people use that segment today some of them recreationally plenty of others in, for transportation I think it's some some Tam High School kids presumably bike to school along there um and other people for transportation so the, the county's currently current plan is just to have ask people to rely on the 17 and 17x we're in transit routes which at peak have about a half hour frequency as we saw earlier but off peak it drops down to to an hour and doesn't run at all during the evening so just kind of look out for for um for more info from us about trying to just again like ideally there would be um just some sort of bus bridge with greater frequency than that that 30 minutes like a like an ada shuttle for people uh, who need it and then you know a van with a bike trailer it would cost you know just a few thousand bucks to run something like that for, for the, the, the one or two days um but so far we haven't had any um flood game to know so far and haven't had anybody stepping forward and trying to um to to make that happen so just an update from where, where we're at uh, at mcbc and so any any um uh, help this body could could give or um would be be helpful in that. Yeah.
2: Okay. Thanks. Well, thanks for for spearheading that, finding it. I mean, I will call out that that definitely needs some uh-huh. some paving. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's a hundred Yeah,
3: a hundred percent a good project. Like yeah. that's no question about that. Yeah. It's just what happens while that two, is being. During those two days, it's a major problem, and and you know, can, can we can we put a fence along the, the freeway? I uh, doubt it. You know,
2: so. Um, Whatever you can solve is great and and whatever we can do to help is, um, we're behind you. Karen?
1: Yeah, uh, to pile on to that one, I mean, the car equivalent would be for closing 101 on that stretch for two days. Um, I don't think that that would go over, right, like they would create options and so given the amount of people who use this for actual transportation. Sausalito so, is an island if we don't have that connectivity as well as people need to go in either direction. So appreciate MCBC and staff keeping an eye on that one. And then the only other question was on the, um, Kevin, thanks for all these updates. And I was really excited to see the North Street stairs clearing out. Uh, on the ferry land side, there was a picture, I'm not sure if it was an up-to-date picture for phase one. And I was just wondering, are you guys keeping an eye on the square footage um because there is a hard limit in 1128 but we can't add any square footage to downtown lots and if tracy way is no longer tracy way it's now lot one and so all of that square footage is now going to count as lot one so i just want to make sure we're, yeah we're not walking into a propeller there in terms of violating 1128.
0: yes i believe we are definitely keeping an eye on it okay. so is to not get a cumulative change in the number of parking spaces
1: it's not parking spaces it's square footage
0: area yes it's the area but you, there's nuances to this and we could spend another half hour on it so <laughs> keeping an eye on it
1: okay just calling out that certain individuals will definitely uh definitely be keeping an eye on it if we're violating 1128 <laughs> 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 the size, of, yeah. the size to our parking
2: go cool. um Kevin I, I just had a mention on the Gate six project I had noticed that when traveling northbound in the bike lane and then entering onto the the bike path and it's not something you can see here unfortunately I do have a picture <laughs> I can share, but basically it just the the natural path of travel is just to hit, just to just t-bone a curve they put they put two ramps. They got a ramp one for pedestrians and one for bicyclists. But when going on the northbound, it's and so I'm just curious what the paint is going to look like. If the paint is going to guide me away from that curb because it's not uh, because it's right smack dab in the middle of the intersection. And so um, I can like I can say I, if if you want I can share a, a photo or I can email it to you later. But uh, just wondering how that's going to work because it seemed like it was a unintuitive um i don't have an answer
0: for you right now i do notice it when i ride home so
2: okay so you you know what i'm talking about got it okay okay um yeah so something worth mentioning and obviously before they they finish it if if that if it's not going to get any better than it currently is it might be something we consider uh how did we not catch this before so anyway um all right um but that's uh that's it and again uh, that's for the uh, north street stairs too i i just thank you thank you thank you that's a, a project that we hope to see done soon um i think that's uh, if there's any public comments on the project updates okay and with that then uh we've got oh uh susan please
6: Oh, I just wanted to just take a minute to thank Kevin. I know he has been kind of pulled away from his normal, you know, base work that is still there and is still continuing to consume all his time to do all these kind of extra projects that have come along. And it's really, it's amazing and things are moving forward. I'm really excited about the North Street Steps as well and all the other things. So I just wanted to thank him and um, recognize that,
2: he has been pulled in a lot of different directions thank you I really appreciate it. how many cabins are there really over there to, to do all this? things <laughs> you kind i appreciate it yeah um so there's uh uh items for future uh, agendas uh if anyone has anything they'd like to add now please mention it and then we can consider it for the next one one
1: well, not necessarily for an immediate meeting um but got me as you're talking about golden Gate bridge highway transportation district a couple of related topics tonight um, i can imagine a future agenda item that is kind of focused around topics that they're tied to so bus routes horrible road conditions just south of town uh, on alexander ferry land side circulation potentially as it relates to bikes so just planting the seed on a on a meeting that's where we can
0: bring a representative country. Yeah, cool. <laughs> All right, I've got it. So I'd also, I'd add, uh, we should probably take a look at the North-South Greenway again, uh, because that's a major connector that we need to look at and kind of bring up these old plans that we might've had in the past so that we, we don't lose sight of what we've done already so that we can use that to move forward.
2: Uh, I think that's great. I think the North South Greenway maybe coupled with a little bit of uh uh again a uh, uh, downtown uh bridgeway, not downtown, but Caledonia parallel part of bridgeway, that 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 section which is obviously related to it. I think that be I think that could consume an entire meeting, but I think it's one that we should really look at because it's also uh huge for the Safe routes to school and it was something that we uh we just talked about again in this this, you know, there's... So many of these problems kind of go away if we just get going. So, if only. Uh great. So that sounds that sounds uh, great. Additions. Anyone else have something to add for future? Okay. Well, thank you, everybody. Really. I sorry that we went 26 minutes past. Um, I felt it was uh, obviously important and a little close to my heart to make sure that the that the school is opening up and there's the Routes are, are handled well, so I appreciate everybody um, with your attention. And uh, let's get the kids back out there on, <laughs> on the school, huh? It's like this is this is a huge, huge, huge uh, day next Monday. So do uh, do what you can to to get out there and volunteer, and maybe you know I, we can't be crossing guards officially, but unofficially, you know, <laughs> yeah, something to consider. Um, thanks everybody for yeah, thanks. future <laughs>
4: Yeah, so. um, <laughs> take care
2: <laughs> okay. uh, thanks everyone.
0: have a good day
7: anonymity was the defining factor in